0: This podcast is supported by viewers, listeners, and businesses just like you. Forest Bluff Real Estate Team serves Illinois, Wisconsin, Lake Forest, and Lake Bluff. John Josephitis, Laura Lee Van Fleet, and of course, Michelle Parnell. Get a free market analysis now at ForrestBluffRealEstate.com. For the best cannabis in the world, look no further than Iliad Epic Grow. Owned by Lake Gloves own Rich Ruzich, they are a cannabis cultivation center focusing on hard-to-find small-badge products that will delight both the occasional user and ganjier. When visiting Michigan, ask for it by name. Epic Products, exceptional process. For more information, email info at IliadGrow.com. Havy Communications has been helping first responders arrive safely since 1983. It's owned by Lake Forest owned Mike Havy. Check them out at HavyCommunications.com. Laracy and Company CPAs, founded in 2010 by Lake Forest, owned Brian Laracy, specializes in tax preparation and bookkeeping services. Earning the People Love Us on Yelp Award? Their process is straightforward. Just upload, review, and file. For a free quote, visit LaracyCPA.com now. That's L-A-R-I-S-E-Y-C-P-A dot com. We'd also like to say we're thankful for our Patreon supporters, Otto, John C., Helen, and Herrick. Partner? Brother. Everybody get back to school?
1: Yeah. I got my uh, Liberty Dad little uh, thing here on my desk. Liberty, uh, undefeated season. Well, Conference USA, they're Friday night, uh, they're playing new mexico state in the conference usa championship on cbs sports
0: by the time we show this number one new mexico state head coach xsiu coach jerry kill Sorry. is that right,
1: is Lincoln. that all is that Erlock did Erlocker go to new mexico state or new mexico
0: i want to say state okay i want to say state
1: uh, liberty i mean i don't know how you get any better than a perfect season i mean they're one of they're the only uh, school with an undefeated record that's not going to be in the college football playoffs. And look, strength of schedule—I get it. Conference USA is. Not, you just said it. Not the Big Ten, though. I do think there's some bias because it is a conservative school. That they they should be ranked higher than 20, whatever they are, in whatever poll.
0: Okay, play Michigan, Ohio State,
1: Notre Dame. <laughs> I think
0: they could, man. I,
1: I think they could play Ohio State or Notre Dame. What I don't
0: know the, Michigan, what, but what was the biggest team they beat?
1: They had a big win early. Have to go back and look. Exactly, but I think they should be ranked higher than 20. Let's put it that
0: way. Okay, 19. So,
1: um, and if they win, my understanding, according to my football, college football expert Drew, uh, they uh, if they win their game and Tulane loses their game, they will make a New Year's Six bowl, probably the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans, and we may go to that. So.
0: Very nice,
1: very nice. And it's an up-and-coming school, man. It's a great, it's a great, great institution. And
0: that's where your money's going. Gotta go somewhere, right? Might as well go to a good school. It's an expensive associates. So the uh, Thanksgiving uh, holiday came and went. Uh, yeah. Saw you on the 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 bigger holiday Fry Fest. Yeah. I want to. I want to apologize in advance for uh, Drew eating a grease sandwich.
1: <laughs> you know, I was worried because we had to rush to the airport afterwards for him to fly I'm sure he had to
0: rush other places, too. Well, yeah.
1: he, him and his buddy, uh, 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 who has a beard, they reeked of fry oil in the car. Like, I'm the, 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 the driving on 294 down to O'Hare. I, we're starting to get worried maybe the TSA might not let him through because of the, all the lighter fluid <laughs> But uh it all worked out. He got on his flight and is back uh, back at school. And uh he thoroughly enjoyed it and uh he's looking for it, and my daughter thoroughly
0: enjoyed it as well. She stopped by. Uh oh, it's good to see the Weiss family. It's good to see and yeah. uh the array of uh fine uh sundries that we had uh there. Uh and part of the thing about Fry Fest is it is a uh Clearing the bowels of your freezer, so whatever comes in, uh
1: and if you eat enough of it, you'll.
0: Well, it's going into <laughs> same oil They're your from... bowels, but that's another. <laughs> so I was worried about Drew after that bite into that. He probably had like three ounces of peanut oil in it.
1: Yeah, I uh I just attended and had a, a couple of beverages. I uh, skipped the, uh, I skipped no, the.
0: No, you're. <laughs> <laughs> But there was there was a lot of hits, a lot of hits. Homemade yeah. Brangoon. We had uh the Crustables are always a big one. Um we had we had a I'll put the uh picture right here. You can see all that was going down there. But and uh, there was no fire.
1: The Lake Forest Fire Department did not have to come with the red lights blaring and uh
0: nah, it's no no rookies uh frying there. You know what but, you're doing there. But oh here's here's Eric
1: see well, i do want to uh quickly acknowledge uh one of our viewers or one of our followers on facebook i assume she views us too lauren crowley successfully picked me out of the lineup of uh, for my 1978 little league baseball photo when I, I
0: thought i had But i was a skokie movie. indian well that won't be the indians any longer
1: no they change i think they did change it a few they years ago change it. <laughs> Lauren Crowley, I owe
0: you a drink at Duffers. Eric. Eric Foote, how are you, my friend?
2: Good morning. How are you? I'm well. Oh, Good Morning, Eric.
0: Your, your morning, partner's run a little late, so we're just,
2: you know, we're having a little casual chat here. Really, I'm from Cleveland, so I know all about teams changing their names from the Indians. <laughs> <laughs> what is a Guardian? I don't know, but I heard that... You'll notice that the word Indians and Guardians share the last, like, five letters. And I heard that the owner was motivated to pick the Guardian so that he wouldn't have to change all of the characters and all the signs. He could just change half of them. (laughs) Beyond that, I don't know what a Guardian is other than a a money-saving effort.
0: I mean, I could see some people getting pissed with the Chief Wahoo, you know, but... Sure.
2: I watched, uh, what was it, the um major league no 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 patrick mahomes and the kansas city chiefs and they're all doing the oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. florida state who's probably going to be in the college
1: football playoff they're, they're, that's where it all started was florida state and then it went because Deion sanders uh heat's buddy went to uh florida state and then you know played baseball with the atlanta braves so then the braves picked it up and there's actually video of jimmy carter Doing the tomahawk chop back in the 90s. Yeah. So
2: it's. Uh, well, I well, mean, the they're going to be changing. and they're, they're not doing the tomahawk chop, but that yeah. sensitivity is going out to all kinds of sports. Yeah. And the reason we
1: bring it up is the Lake Forest Scouts. There's been talk about that. But I, my personal feeling is the word scouts could be Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts.
0: So well, I we 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 did a survey and uh, 70% of the people that responded getting on 400 responses. I mean, people are pretty passionate about it. They want to keep uh, scouts as a nickname. Some person put in there, what's a nickname?
1: Yeah, I saw that. I was, it's the name of the team, right? Is the, the nickname? Oh, well, my I, I don't know.
0: Well, you, they're going to take the arrowhead away, but you know, the Indians were here, or Native Americans, Jesus, like he can't say anything anymore. But Original know, the, Americans. Or, original Americans. That's so, another
1: phrase I've heard,
0: which is probably the
1: most accurate
0: of all because they were here first. Yeah. <laughs> so if you take all that stuff away, then. How about the Chicago Blackhawks? Oh, ah, that's a lot of merch. Words is tough, though. It's not Rocky anymore, right? Well, Does he, he paid they
1: I think they get away with it because they basically pay the Blackhawk tribe a, a some good some good coin every year.
0: The casino? That's well they're not is. a casino,
1: but um they, they no, pay but I mean the, that's the
0: tribe. Uh,
1: I mean the whatever the I think that they're called a tribe but is uh, they get paid a certain amount of money every year from the Blackhawks, so they're happy to and if that ever changed, then they lose that money. So
0: Right. Well, Eric, while we're waiting for your, for your partner, you, uh, what what uh, let's see. Al- Alan is the uh, executive director director. You're the uh, deputy, right? You've been there. I was
2: uh, titles changed to director of finance and operations, but oh, I've been good. with the agency a good four years, and I've had a lot of different hats through those years. So you're the money guy. Yep, I'm the money guy. Definitely five. Uh, money is, money makes the world go round. So really important role it does but uh there's a lot of other considerations especially in this kind of work uh culture is a really big deal um sort of the the vibe that you set at the agency so yeah. that when people come through the door they're either met with respectful eyes or they're met with agitated eyes yeah. and that's money that's that's the tone you set in meetings that's the spirit you you talk to your employees with but you'll see that alan's big about that and you'll see that when you talk to him
0: Oh, he'll pop in. You know, the premise of this show is like we're sitting at the bar, and not everybody shows up at the bar exactly on time. So, you know, we'll start talking. Alan will come in and give give his two cents.
2: One thing your podcast is exceptional at is reminding people that they have a nine thirty time dime, time dime. <laughs> <laughs> I got. i missed this. it too. So, Eric, don't worry about it. Oh, a reminder so- <laughs> yesterday and a reminder last week, and there's two appointments on my calendar, and my coworkers are reminding me.
0: That's the word joy out. of technology. That's a joy of technology. We're the
2: place to be, Eric. You know, the Lake Forest podcast gets at least a thousand views every week. So I, saw, I, I did my research and uh, I saw Holly Kim was on recently. Yeah. Uh, she's a gem. Holly, uh, awesome. hmm. Yeah. She's spectacular. I was at, uh, remember the flood, the 2000. Yeah. Or 18 or something. I don't remember. No. No. Uh, Seventh It was within the last eight years or so, I think, um, out western part of the county. And the county set up uh, like an emergency triage center where people could get donations and um, report their claims and whatever. And I sat at a table with Holly Kim and uh, she was speaking fluent Spanish to people that were coming to the table that were in need. And she was, uh, again, talking about meeting people with respectful eyes and kindness. She had it tops. She was great. So I always had a warm place in my heart for Holly Kim after that exceptional performance out there. Yeah, yep. she definitely um, transcends party lines. A
1: lot of, a lot of people, uh, you know, if you look at her re-election numbers, she got a lot of crossover support.
0: Oh, then, she's going to the next level. Then we have our our guy uh, Vince Vega or Anthony Vega. Yeah,
2: Vin, Vin, <laughs> Anthony Vega. Anthony. <laughs> yeah, there's a different Vince Vega out there. I'm, they're very different people, Vince <laughs> hey, Anthony's path too, and he was working at the sheriff's office. He's another winner. That's right. Yeah. He sheriff before, or worked for the sheriff before he became Lake County Clerk.
0: Sure. Nice guy. We have we have more fans in Lake County than we do in Lake Forest, Eric. Uh, <laughs> No, not
2: Eric, sure. don't don't listen to that one. Well, <laughs> topics don't just, just focus on Lake Forest. You you talk about bigger issues than Lake Forest issues. Yeah, we do.
0: Well, it's just like going into a bar. Some of it's you know popular, and as you like you would in a bar, sometimes politics comes up, sometimes you know, homeless shelters comes up. The reason why your topic came up, and I had to ping you guys a couple times to get you on was we had this guy in a tent and people are saying, Hey, you know, why doesn't somebody tell them, you know, about all the the fine facilities in, in Lake County and pads came up and I didn't know pads. It, it doesn't really get going to like the fall, right? Like when it gets colder.
2: You'd think that's where my, my years of experience might um, be helpful. So pads has had a few iterations since I started. In 2019, something like that. Yeah. Um yeah, we we had two seasons before COVID. We had what we called shelter season and then non-shelter season. And shelter season was uh October to April, the coldest months of the year. And we'd partnered with churches in Deerfield, Gurney, um Lot of Grays Lake, uh Libertyville, um Zion, all over the community. We'd have two or three churches each night of the week, uh, seven days a week during those cold weather months uh, that would host 50 to 80 people a night. And the clients would go there. They'd have a dinner. They'd sleep on mats on the floor, typically, have a breakfast, be given a bag lunch. And in the morning, they'd get on a school bus and come back to our building here in Waukegan, do what they're going to do during the day. They can stay here. They could go out and then they'd come back Same thing would happen again with different churches the next night, and that would continue through the whole shelter season. And then in the summer, we would shrink that. The churches would take a break, and uh, we used to do a little bit at the Foss Park um, uh, facility in North Chicago for families. There'd be a few beds open there. I forget, like 30 to 40 beds. Um, for the families. But otherwise, there was no churches operating. But we still had outreach, and we still do housing, and we still do um, case management, and we do a lot of other services. But that shelter piece would shut down in the winter. Then COVID hit, and putting people on school buses and stacking them next to each other in church basements was a high infection risk. And immediately that just shut down overnight. March 20th, 2020, uh, I think was the date. I was outside uh, one of the hotels in Waukegan with a credit card, just hoping that we could get everybody we needed to into the hotel. And um that uh, became our model for about a year and a half, where we just exclusively had people in hotels. The government recognized that places like PADS were going to need resources, and so... You know, we were originally just coasting on what we had in the reserves and, uh, you know, some private money we could find. But the government eventually kicked in with CARES Act money and ARPA money, American Rescue Plan Act. Subsequently, that was a year or two later. And then paid for the very expensive hotel bills that we've started to accrue. And then uh, about a year and a half ago, we went back to churches and we had a little bit of churches um, and hotels at the same time. Uh, and we did that again last year, but now this year we've gone exclusively to hotels. And so the hotels are year round. Um, we, and we've been doing year round hotels since COVID started. We've just had a little bit of extra church here and there. Um, and this year, this winter, we're saying, uh, the churches are having a hard time recruiting volunteers. Uh, We had the resources to go full hotel. And so we're, we're making that happen this year, which if, if you can imagine Pete, if you had a very difficult stretch or joe and and your resources were tapped and you had nowhere to go i would want to put you in a hotel i'd want to give you a shower i'd want to give you a consistent place every day to go to and to come back to rather than having to uproot you every 10 to 12 hours to a different spot and so we can do that for the people that need our services it's a it's an upgrade and we're glad for that so that's that's where there, there used to be two seasons, and now it's it's pretty much a, an all-year affair. What does PADS stand for, the acronym? A lot of people have asked me that. Yeah, it's Providing Advocacy, Dignity, and Shelter with a little asterisk. So uh, there are many PADS organizations in Illinois and I think beyond Illinois. There's no affiliation. There's no parent company. We're not a franchise of any kind. I don't know the story. That would be a good uh, research piece for somebody as to why there's all these organizations called PADS, Um, and they stand some some organizations called use different acronym letter different letter words for their acronyms, but that's what we've used um, informally, providing advocacy, dignity, and shelter. Is the use of the hotels because the hotels are
1: being used less? We hear about a lot of these corporate a lot of the hotels in the suburban areas were corporate focused they had you know corporate travelers and business travel is down because businesses use zoom or whatever for meetings now instead of traveling so um is 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 that did that
2: present that opportunity you know for the government i think it did it was an easy sell because the the travel industry and the hospitality industry were hit hard during covid and of course the the CDC rules sort of ruined the model that we had during pre-COVID. And so the government could kill two birds with one stone in a way they could really help the home the homeless community uh, and um, provide some relief to the hospitality industry as well. So um, at least that was how it was packaged early on. Um, the that has since softened, I think, quite a bit. I think the hospitality industry has rebounded rather well. Um, and I know some of the hotels that we used were eager for our business in the beginning and are no longer eager for our business now, because I think they've, they've had a resurgence. So boots on the ground, I can tell you, it's, they seem to be doing better. They're not nearly as eager as they used to be.
0: So getting back to why we have you on the show, Eric, is we we had this guy in a tent communities in an uproar, uh, you know, you know, don't, don't, don't feed the bears. uh, You know, (laughs) you know, that, that kind of mentality was going on. And, this gentleman was was asked, hey, you know, do you want to speak to a counselor? Do you want to hear about the, the opportunities like PADS? And he said, no, I just want to, you know, hang out here. How far can you go? Bef- um, because you have that Homeless Act um, that was passed with the help of Senator Julie uh, Morrison to give dignity to homeless people uh but you can't if they don't want the help like what what can you do because this guy was like stationed in front of a bank a coffee house uh you know well positioned in town nice little plot of land there um if you see somebody there how can you you offer help to somebody that that doesn't want it or softly gently suggest hey try out pads yeah
2: well the easiest thing to do is to call us to tell us all the information you can about their situation where are they when are they there um what do they look like age race all that so that we can help identify them we have an outreach team that is fantastic about going out and engaging individuals in their communities and we have a van full of supplies to help them if they don't want to come with us at least uh help them survive the night wherever they're at because we don't want them to end up injured or 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 whatever might be frostbite that could happen um so and some individuals are comfortable right uh, this gentleman or a person i don't know if it's a female or male this person might have their resources they might be near a job they might be near family they might be near whatever it is that they might know how to get food nearby wherever they're camping they might know how to get um what their bank might be there i don't know what it is but there's a reason they're in that area and um and so suggesting that they leave that network that they've built for themselves and trust us over here in waukegan to just come to us and and we'll take care of it i think you can imagine in that situation there are people who are going to say i don't i've got what i need right here leave me alone i'm fine and so our job at Pads is to find that person to build that trust with them, which you may not be able to do in the first meeting. It might take three, four, five, six, ten meetings before they start to build that rapport with you. And we can either bring them into our shelter services or find them uh, an apartment somewhere. You know, there are there are resources to help individuals, you know, f- pay for their rent and their utilities and whatever and get back on their feet. And so the best thing, really, is to call us, tell us about it, so we can engage that person and get them safe, and then hopefully engage them in services.
0: What
1: the I
2: to- Police Department has a has a social worker, full time
1: social worker. Yeah, right? that's it's true. true. That's not, not every community has that, so kudos. Yeah, so you, I assume you guys work with people like that and and try to uh, you know piggyback on each other's uh, resources there to, to to
2: deal with these situations. Absolutely, absolutely. But I think like you're asking like sort of when the rubber meets the road, we we can't drag them out of a tent. we can't we're not police, we can't arrest and 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 very often people are within their rights to put up a tent and stay where they're staying and do what they're doing. And it may be unsightly to some in the community, but if they're within their rights and they're within their rights, are there cases though?
1: Because I've, I've, you know, I, I went to college in Chicago. I've, I've worked in Chicago. I've been going, you know, downtown Chicago for for over thirty years, and where there's, you see, a lot of homeless people. Um, no matter what the economy has been, I mean, even when the economy was roaring, there were still homeless people. Um, sometimes you you just get the impression there's, it's not just an economic issue that that there could be mental illness that. And they may say they're fine, but they're not fine. I mean, how far what happens in those cases where the person says, I don't want
2: your help, but they clearly need your help? Sure. So I'm going to I'm going to um, we we're talking about sensitivity to words earlier. When we were talking about the whatever. So we're saying homeless people. um in the in the sphere that i'm in we like to say people experiencing homelessness so that you understand that this is a person and this is just a part of their life and and oh, sort of that, that linguistic trick to hopefully infuse in your brain that we're dealing with just people who are at a point in their life that this doesn't define them or people off are off starting to say unhoused as well and um some corners of the government want us to call them consumers which is the worst, so <laughs> you can go with people experiencing homelessness or uh or the unhoused uh, yes, mental illness is thick in the population um there's a if you're interviewing individuals that are um really versed in this um Ryan Dowd is a gentleman he is um he's an attorney. He was the executive director of um, a facility in the the southern suburbs in Aurora. Uh, The name of it is escaping me. But he did some, he since, he did such a good job there. And he went and built some training programs. And he's done a lot of research into this. And he'll tell you that uh, mental illness, I forget the percentage. It is an enormous percentage of the population. It may not be half, but it's near. Uh, And then traumatic brain injury is a really big part of the population as well. Um, and then substance use, of course, and, uh, and those can overlap. You can have um, dual diagnoses. Uh, so, yeah, it's it, and and we see it here in Lake County, the, the resources to, to provide interventions for individuals that are having mental health issues are meager, especially if you're at the bottom end of the economic ladder maybe you don't have insurance, even if you do have insurance, getting into a psychiatrist that's going to provide you psychotropic medicine, maybe strong psychotropic medicine um, is difficult to do. And then, of course, there's going to be a cost to that. And if your mental illness is is such that it, it, might, it might be your whatever, maybe just telling you you're fine or don't do it or, or whatever it is. And There are a lot of limitations that the police have and others have to force someone to receive treatment. Um, It's very difficult to do that unless someone is really presenting as harmful to themselves or others meaningfully. There's little the community can do to, you know, again, if you see that they need help and and they're not accepting your help. It it really has to be a, a pretty dramatic situation for someone to have to be forced into a hospital and forced to take medicine.
0: What, what I learned about this, Eric, was, and this occurred over the summer, is there's, look, I'm going to get the names wrong. It's, home, what'd you say? Home?
2: Um, people experiencing homelessness. I can't you do can it. You can do
0: it. But it, here, there's three types of homelessness or unhomed or whatever you say. Sure. Um, I think the gentleman that we're talking about. The, the term urban cowboy, the guy wants to live outside. Here here comes Alan. The, he wants to live outside, leave me alone. Okay, you can't put up a tent. If you put up a structure, that crosses the line and they move it. But if you're on a plot of land and you want to stay there, okay, great. I don't think pads is for the urban cowboy. You have somebody that something happened in the family, uh, car got possessed, home, you know, evicted and need a place to go i don't know what kind of homeless you call that but that's those are the people that 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 really need the help so this this urban cowboy got all this and and eric i'm sure you don't like that term but that's what was you know going around town that's that's not who we're trying to help here we're trying to help the you know the families the single moms out there there is a place to go that's safe and that's what pads is, is is all about. That that's what I learned. And look, we have Alan on. Alan, how are you, my friend? Welcome. Welcome to the bar.
1: Muted, Alan.
0: <laughs> he had an important meeting.
3: Pete, he didn't say much. Pete, Joe, uh really good to meet you guys. And thank you for inviting us to the podcast. It already sounds interesting. I've only been here five seconds.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's part of the script. Thank you. No, we're, go- we're we're going we're, we're going over the history of pads and there's a uh, different different types of homelessness and Eric was giving me the proper terms which you know not, you know people need help they need to know where to go and that's why we're using this podcast hey there's something that's out there that that can offer you know a, a clean room a shower you know dignity and and, and all that and that's where uh pads came up over the summer. Cause we had a gentleman that was camped out in the middle of town and I call him an urban cowboy. I don't know what to write. He, he, he wasn't homeless. He was, he, he had a tent, <laughs> but people kept going to him say, Hey, have you heard about pads? Have you heard about these other things? And the guy said, no, I don't want any help, but that raised attention and awareness, you know, to your cause. And of course on social media, I was hounding you guys, hey, do not you come on? People want to know about this stuff because we got a lot of guilty Lake Foresters out there that, you know, wanna wanna help, you know, write 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 a check. You want to feel good, especially this time of the year. We haven't even gotten into how we can help you out with donations and whatnot. But Alan, how did you get a part of ads and what is your role there? How can we use the airwaves, the YouTube waves here to help you guys out?
3: Uh, Thanks, Pete. Um, So my role here is executive director. I've been here uh, for about uh, three months now, and uh, I come from uh, doing a little bit of work with the Obama Foundation around uh, something called My Brother's Keeper, which is a national initiative uh, that is geared towards changing outcomes for boys and young men of color Then previously. Uh, Prior to that, I was... Uh, at DuPage Pads, uh, where we did the same exact kind of work that Lake County, uh, Pads Lake County does. Uh, And then prior to that, I was at Connections for the Homeless. Learned a lot. Um, You know, I think one of the major things that I've learned over the years is how to uh, approach the the homelessness challenge and the way that we approach that is understanding that it is a system-level challenge and what it requires is systems change for us to actually address it and solve it. We can always continue to work at the lower level to you know ensure that people have shelter, uh, you know, a safe place to sleep, uh, some case management and some other services to get them back on their feet. But until there's a tightened safety net uh, throughout Lake County, uh, we'll probably continue to run into some of the same challenges that make people homeless over time uh the urban cowboy term uh, i've actually heard of that guy um and i heard that like uh he did refuse some of our services uh in lake in lake forest uh but i also recognize why some of our clients would do that or potential clients and oftentimes uh they've probably engaged with institutions and uh they've you know it was really difficult for them to access those resources. Um, and then they kind of give up, you know, and uh and then they resolve themselves. And so uh it's something to think about, something to be compassionate around because uh, you know, it the homelessness has it does not discriminate. Um and, you know, I, I know that there's an issue like whether or not like There is a substance use issue when it comes to homelessness or, you know, all these different uh, negative connotations. But oftentimes, homelessness uh, causes those maladaptive coping skills to appear like substance use. And so I think this podcast can serve as an opportunity to kind of educate the public. On some of the challenges with homelessness some of the challenges that uh pads is is running into but also bring the community together around it because there's a lot happening when it comes to housing and there are a lot of organizations that that want to solve this entrenched intractable problem that's growing inside of the county um and what we need is to just come together to do that
1: so if we see if we're walking down the street in lake forest or A lot of times I'll see like Costco over the weekend, some guy was standing um, in the intersection there um, with a sign saying, I think it's a homeless veteran or something to that effect, you know, asking for money and people, you know, and people want to help, but there's, there's a rule of thought here that, Hey, if I'm better off getting this person to this organization with, this network of support that you guys have built rather than
3: just giving them a couple dollars. Yeah, you know, that uh, that is we would have to unpack that conversation, uh, <laughs> Joe, because you know, what I would start with first is whether or not they're homeless. Um, a lot of our panhandlers um inside of the county. Yeah, they. That yeah, we have family. the
1: whole, the fresh market guy has been documented to not be homeless and lives actually in a fairly nice home, I believe, in Waukegan.
3: Yeah. And a, a con
1: artist.
3: Well, and, I, you know, I don't know if, it, if they're necessarily con artists, but what we see is, like, when an individual becomes housed, what happens is eventually, because of the community that they've developed, uh, around the shared challenges that they had with the homeless community, they kind of continue to gravitate back to those activities, to those areas where they were they were engaging when they were homeless, even though they have a place to live. So they'll come and they'll continue to panhandle um, as a way of, you know, making money. Um, I don't necessarily condone that, but I, I do understand some of the system level constraints and challenges that kind of produce these kind of individuals right and so oftentimes i you know and i would agree that uh the first conversation is hey do you know about pads right um do you know that we that you can get support there um and so it 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 takes some time for those individuals that are living out on the street to actually trust institutions like ours or the police or the hospitals because they haven't had the best experience uh with those institutions and so for us and our outreach team we make sure that we go out we build relationships not only with uh potential clients that are panhandling um, at businesses or on the street, but also with the businesses themselves so that they know that they can also call us. Hey, we've got this individual that's, you know, doing X, Y, Z, and we may even have information that may help them understand how to support those individuals. Uh, There have been communities that have come together, um, and usually these are special service areas where businesses would come together and pay, a, a homeless person or a panhandler to keep the block clean, keep the keep that business street clean, and uh, they would, you know, have a small fund, and that person would get paid out of that fund. I've seen so many creative ways that uh, communities and stakeholders have engaged the homeless and those panhandlers, and I think that uh, Lake uh, Lake County is primed for it. Uh, I've seen so many, you know, just big-hearted uh, loving, compassionate individuals and uh partners and institutions that want to see uh this challenge resolved. And I think you guys are are, are one of those. <laughs> yeah, I mean
1: people people see this and they're like, this this is, you know, this isn't and not to say Chicago's a bad place, but they're like, this isn't Chicago. We're we we can do better here. And um why is you know so when you see somebody on the street um outside a coffee shop or outside a bank you're saying you know try to connect them with pads or 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 call pads and let them know and um and and you guys can look into it and and deal with it and it, because like i said i i I want to help people, but I guess there's that that what's that old parable about I catch the fish for you or I teach you how to fish. You know, I would rather get them into a network and support that network of of, of people who know what they're doing, like you guys, and can help them uh, rise up rather than just give them five bucks or ten bucks. My, or bucks. my
0: angle is instead of giving look again, I I poke fun, but there are guilty people out there that I don't know how they got their money, but they want to, you know, give it to these people outside the stores. My angle is instead of giving it to that professional panhandler, let's give it to pads and let's put up a sign up. Don't give these people any more money. Give it to pads. If you feel that bad, give it to pads can do some really good things. Send the money there. Eric, how do we get donations to you? How what kind of help, financial help do you need? What kind of physical help do you guys need?
2: Uh, thanks, Pete. So we need a lot of help. As Alan said, this is a community issue. This isn't just a pads issue. And we're going to carry the burden as much as we can, but it's it's not uh it's not something yes. that um we can do by ourselves. Um our big need right now, uh, this time of year, of course, is, is financial. We'll take all the unrestricted donations we can get. That's and just go to our website, and there's ways to give there um, the padslakecounty.org. Uh, and then, if it's not that, if it's uh, more material goods, we we accept donations at our facility at 1800 Grand in Waukegan, um, Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, we are most in need of dry goods, like shelf stable food. So, we've got nearly 400 people in our hotel system right now. Many of them don't have regular access to their own means of getting food. So, we have to help them with that. And that's a lot of mouths to feed every day. So, as much shelf stable food as we can get, we'll take. Um, We particularly like items um, like the, they're called Dinty Moore meals or like those kind of microwavable. um, beef meals or whatever, ramen, um, soups, those are all very helpful for us. And, and we accept that we put them in our little pantry here and then we distribute them out to the hotels. Also need men's underwear, all new. Sweatpants, sweatshirts, new are good also. And we, of course, we those pretty quickly when we get them. Alan, what would you add to that?
3: I think you covered it, Eric. I think uh, the, the last thing is we have a matching grant opportunity up until December 21st. And so all financial donations get matched dollar for dollar, which doubles uh, the donation. And so uh, we would appreciate all the support we can get. Um, You know, this is a growing uh, challenge that we're facing. Uh, We're seeing uh, on average 41 new households per week that are becoming homeless or housing insecure and so you know if we were to extrapolate that and you know extend that out to the next year what does that look like uh for the county what does that look like for our surrounding cities um and who is responsible for addressing that and so it's going to take a community effort and joe you know um when i heard you say we can do better you know as a as a county trust me you know i I, you know the truth is everybody wants to do better and i just appreciate the fact that the conversation is happening and i appreciate the fact that you know uh oftentimes we forget that in suburban counties like this the 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 poverty rate grows higher and faster than uh ur- the urban centers that it surrounds and so there's this thing called the suburbanization of poverty and what happens is uh you know people in the suburbs are becoming are falling into poverty faster than those in the city and one of the challenges with that is the suburbs wasn't really created to respond to those kind of social challenges the suburbs were were built you know, with people who had means and cars and all these things, they didn't need public transportation and, you know, transit-oriented development and all of the social service uh, organizations. And so they're trying to respond to something that Chicago has been responding to for decades and decades. And so um, I think Lake County is doing an awesome job. I think spreading the word is an awesome way to continue to uh, to. Uh, communicate the message and just, you know, getting people in the room. And so I thank you for this opportunity to do that and share what we do and also promote uh, our opportunity for giving and financial resources. And all the
1: donations to you guys are tax deductible, right?
2: Yes. December 21st is
1: the deadline to make that matching grant, but then December 31st obviously is the big time for a lot of charities with end of year, donations right to get it into the current tax
0: year have to check with my accountant on that if I just <laughs> lost my uh home and I need your help how do I get your help
3: you can come straight to our uh our administrative offices at 1800 grand um you can also uh if that's too far you can call uh the number on our website and uh reach someone but we will still need uh, to like put a name to the face and go through some paperwork with you. So either way, we would still need uh, for those individuals to come into the office. If those individuals are not able to, so you know you've got uh, Pete, what you re- refer to as the urban cowboy, and I know why you're referring to him as that because he's got the tent. He's in the middle of you know downtown area, as if this is you know uh, you know the. Uh, so, But um, I, you know, I think that, um, you know, we can also send outreach personnel out there, which I believe we did. Uh, I did have a conversation with some of uh, Lake Forest police uh, officers who engaged with this client. And we also engaged with them and they and he re- refused those services. But oftentimes our outreach personnel are pretty successful in um, engaging uh, clients where they are wherever they are throughout the county and bringing them uh, to uh, our administrative building for processing and ultimately shelter. When well, you guys so, are
1: trained in so- dealing with these situations. And that was, I think that's a point that's really important here is people want to help, but you know, just like I, I'm not going to go to my buddy for medical advice. I'm going to go to a doctor for medical advice. And the same thing here. I, it, I would rather get, you guys who are trained in these conversations involved in me or, or somebody else trying to say, trying to say this, unless it's a basic way of trying to get them in the right direction. Right. I mean, but you guys, you, I mean, you guys do this every day.
3: Yeah. And you know um, for us, it's uh, an air, feel, feel free to chime in. I don't want to take up all the space, but for us, um, you know, uh-huh. we love, we enjoy this work. We, we love, uh, walking with our clients, we appreciate the fact that they allow us uh, into their lives at such a vulnerable time. You know, um, could you imagine, like, you know, all it takes is, and I don't know who's married on the call, except for me, but you know, all it takes is a divorce. And then, you know, my wife gets all of the all the money and yeah. now I'm always, you know, and so it really doesn't matter. Um, you know, you've got you know, so many different kinds of people. And then, you know, mental illness is not necessarily something that you can control. And so we see a lot of, uh, you know, diverse populations of people dealing with mental illness that eventually uh, makes them homeless. And so we work with an array of people. We enjoy the work that we do. We love the community that we serve, and we want to see it grow. We want to see this challenge being met uh collectively and in concert with one another
0: well alan eric we thank you for coming on the lake forest podcast one more time what is your website
2: it's lakecounty.org and it's 24 can i add a couple of notes real quick too yeah go ahead eric um, one about the 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 helpfulness of giving. We did talk about how the government has has seen the need and has started to step up, and uh, J- Pritzker's administration has done some work in that regard, and and they're putting more resources into this um into this effort, which is greatly needed, and will get more people off of the streets and into homes, and that's what we're in the business of doing. One thing the government isn't good at doing is is filling all of the all of the needs. So they'll give us very restricted, very designated tracks of money, and um, of course, there's never enough of that. Which is what these donations help us do is to add on to those tracks. But there's also all these little gaps, all these little things. Alan mentioned. Um, transportation in lake county especially if you're uh, a person experiencing homelessness transportation is a bear if unless you have a car and then if you have a car it's a very expensive bear to manage so um that's one of the resources we don't get from the government or get very much of from the government and so private funds help with that they help with you know all kinds of when someone moves into an apartment we don 't have really money to they have nothing so how do we get them something when to start off with so that they don't just go back out to the streets where they know they can get stuff so there's just an a life a full life has an awful lot to it that makes it full, and the government only gives us enough for the for a few parts of it and so these revenues these um donations that people give us really help round out um the, the service that we can give to people that are coming to us that have nothing. And so um, if your community is giving to us, especially unrestricted funds, uh, it'll be matched up to the 21st. And of course, it's going to really give the people that we're serving those extras that we couldn't otherwise supply. So um, just to add a little urgency to that need, we appreciate it. And then two, uh, Pete, you mentioned losing your house and what do you do? Pete, you should have called us before you got to that point.
0: Mm.
2: Sometimes things can be done so that you never have to become homeless, and there are resources for that as well. And so if you know of someone who's on that precipice, have them come to us and talk to us so that we can maybe divert them from ever becoming homeless at all, uh, prevent that from occurring. And it's not just Paz; There are other organizations in the community that can do that. And if you're not coming to us, another great resource you've probably heard about, probably from Holly Kim, is 211 um you know when you're when in doubt call that service tell them what's going on and they might divert you to art they might direct you to us or direct you somewhere else but very often you don't need to even hit the streets there's a way to keep a roof over your head there's a uh, you know i'll give a shout out to an
1: institution here in lake forest christ church in lake forest mm-hmm. has uh, does free legal clinics not every saturday but i think it's certain saturday every month um, where lawyers come in and offer their services uh, free of charge to help with things like this. They also have a wonderful program that we featured on one of our podcasts a few months ago, uh, Matthew Holmes, which uh, with, and we had uh, the mayor of North Chicago on Leon Rockingham to talk about how they're, and I know this is a little more advanced. These are people that are ready for home ownership and, and stuff, but you look at the history, you have some of the folks that evolved from being, Challenged with homelessness to ending up becoming homeowners, uh, thanks to programs like Matthew Homes. So there's a lot of institutions here in Lake County, and even in specifically in Lake Forest, that that are there to help, um, and they're always looking for um, donations. And it sounds like this matching grant is a great opportunity to really uh, to, to to maximize that that donation.
3: Well, Christchurch is awesome. Um, and Lake Forest is awesome. Um, I've my experience with the police department, with our uh with our faith community there, it's just awesome. Uh we received a donation, uh, or we are receiving a donation from Christchurch, uh set to, you know, be delivered here pretty soon. And so we just appreciate all the the love and compassion that our communities share with us and with our clients. And you, you, you're definitely right. There are a lot of awesome individuals and institutions in Lake Forest, and we really appreciate you guys. Yeah,
1: well, I said earlier, a full-time social worker for the Lake Forest Police Department. So hats off to Mayor Randy Tack and the city for, you know, making that investment because there's just, there's a lot of stuff happening in a lot of people's lives and uh, this helps with, with that.
0: Alan, Eric, this is a good time to get the word out. Everybody's listening, watching, open up the wallets, the purses. Let's go get rid of some of that guilt. Empty it all here. Help out. Bring your ramen
3: noodles too.
0: Dinty more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for coming on the Lake Forest. Thanks, podcast.
3: guys. Thank you. You guys are awesome. All Thank you. right. Bye. Take care now.
0: All right. All right. Great guys. Great guys. Busy yeah. people. Busy people. Glad we got them out.
1: People. I'm gonna clear. I'm gonna go look through my pan food pantry here in the house and all the stuff I can't. The ramen noodles is, you know, my carb diet. No carb diet. I'll give the, I'll gladly give the ramen noodles uh, to pads
0: maybe I'll give them an invite to Fry Fest next oh, week. No. We want to make their health better. Be <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. It's all good. Uh so get, get getting back to uh the holidays. Oh ho oh, oh. ho couple couple things. I knew it was gonna be rough with Randy Tack as mayor. You you knew he wasn't gonna delay things at all. Missed it by that much. I
1: got He's a very brief speaker. He's short. He, well, he's not short. He's a tall guy, but he, he speaks shortly and to the point.
0: And I'm like, all right. I'm Which right. is rough.
1: I think that's part of, you know, they rubbed a couple of the transparent, the non transparent transparency crowd wrong, but whatever. And he's a great leader. And, uh, you know, yeah, they all, freaking, got, just, so they all got Santa cold. suck
0: signs on their lawn.
1: It was a it was a so frickin it was so frickin cold that night at that at that uh, event. I'm glad he gave a quick speech and got got us out of there, man. Um, but a great, great event. Uh, hats off again to Rick Amos and Joe Aritti and everybody at the uh, uh, Park Foundation uh, oh. for, for what they do. They're, they're just they're the best event planners in town. And, um, you know, they can't control the weather. Uh, I've never seen, you know, this was my first one. I've never seen that many people um, packed into Market Square and down and Lake Forest. I think it was great. All the shops were busy. Shout out to Gerhard's It stayed open late that night. Mary was there. There is uh, no dummy. She knows. Yeah, Einstein. They were those idiots closed early, um, but uh, there are no Einsteins there. Uh, no, I shouldn't say that. Mary,
0: Mary it's a corporate, jacket.
1: it's a corporate place. They follow corporate structure. The Starbucks stayed open and they were pretty busy too. My wife spent some money at, a, at, uh, Lululemon, uh, but you know, that you know how that goes. Uh, so we're helping the sales tax,
0: no, the city. Not at
1: all. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, I think it's great. I think it, it was a great way to showcase the city and all the wonderful shops, uh, in market square and the market square area. And, the, you know, uh, Restaurants uh, we're all packed. Duffers, lantern, chiefs. Everything. But
0: again, like, I, I'm like I'm, I'm wrapping up fry fest and I'm huffing it down the street to get over <laughs> there, and it's like five oh eight, and I could Done. see the lights, and I hear six, five, four. <laughs> Dang, and I pull. And is on time, sir. Randy, he, I'm surprised he even. I thought he's going to do a three, two, one. But uh, showed up, saw our, our fine alderman, Era uh, Gargashian, and then our, our guy. Gashgarian. Gasharian,
1: Who had no coat and no hat on in that photo you,
0: you put well, up Well, he, he was next to me. I, I, I no give me. It's the Armenian blood. It keeps him warm. And, and then uh, <laughs> uh, Jason, the city manager, was there on his way to Michigan to see them destroy Ohio State.
1: Didn't really destroy them, but they won.
0: <laughs> oh, that was destroyed. It was destroyed. So 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 it was good. Now I pulled a rookie move. A rookie move. The next day. The next day after Thanksgiving. See, the garbage doesn't come on Thursday, it comes on Friday. You gotta put the garbage out at the end of Thanksgiving. I didn't. I had oh, 30 bags of garbage piled up. Forgot, forgot holding
2: up. Yeah, because
1: the way it works, because our our garbage day out here is normally Fridays. But if you look at the Lake Forest website and the City of Lake Forest Facebook page, they tell you that Thursday pickup will be on Friday and Friday pickup will be on Saturday. So We put our garbage out Saturday morning and it got collected by the the fine work and public works department. You can't expect those guys to work on Thanksgiving. Come on.
0: No, but they could say, you know what? The garbage can is 20 feet to the right. Maybe, you know, if they want a little white envelope at Christmas time, maybe they could go over there and help out a brother. That's all I'm saying. But anyways, I got it out on Monday. So the rats have left. <laughs> I'm just saying they could have went over and uh, picked that up. Uh, got a show this Saturday over in West Dundee, Joe. And, yeah, uh, Heart so. of Glass.
1: When are you going to do it? Can we get you to play at some place? Is there a place in Lake? Well, Lake Forest does that concert every. Well, they it, it, hope, hopefully they'll continue the concert. There was some talk they might not because uh, uh, they weren't making that much money on it, which I understand. So. But Highwood, man, can you play a joint in what, Highwood or can Urso uh, have what, you play at the bar one night in uh Duffers or Twenty I want to see you guys, but I don't want to drive to West Dundee. It's a fine community, but that's a long haul, man.
0: Twenty well, it's at six thirty. Uh I I only play early at night, but uh twenty-eight mile, I believe that's the place in Highwood. We're working on those guys. Okay. Toad. Come on, Toad. Let's go, man. Let's get. Yeah, you had him
1: on the pod, the very first podcast I was on. Um,
0: so we got the show coming up. That's a really nice place. It's an old theater they got renovated, and it is sweet. Really nice. Let me ask
1: you this about these cover bands because we're seeing more of. You guys are a cover band, right? I mean, is that a fair? Is that a fair label to give you?
0: Well, a cover band plays multiple genres, different artists. The tribute band sticks to one brand. Okay, Tribute band. So, so-
1: in, in using the theme of not using adjectives anymore, like we heard earlier with uh our friends from Pads, you'd be a band that play that tributes other artists rather than saying you're a tribute band.
0: When look, when you want to market right? up at- <laughs> Well, no, when you want to market something, you want to be quick and to the point so that people know what to expect. All right, yeah. what are you going to expect? Blondie music. Okay, it's not going to be Tool. It's not going to be Gordon Lightfoot. It's going to oh. know exactly what you're going to get.
1: I wanted some Gordon Lightfoot.
0: Uh, the Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, uh, <laughs> The the Winds of November. It's uh busiest pop song ever
1: was. But you, so you, so you, you guys, I mean, how often do you guys rehearse like every week or how does, what, uh, what goes every, into what you guys do?
0: Every, every, every Monday. Uh, so while you're watching the bears game, I'm, I'm hitting the, hitting the base. And then, you, the, you know, the week of the show, we, we practice a couple more times, but the nice thing about a tribute band is once you know the songs, you know, the songs and it's, you know, it's easy to, easy to get ready. Cover band When you want to play a place, you want to say, what's the brand? Let's just say Chick Norris. That was a band that I was in before. We played various covers and it's like, I never heard of Chick Norris. I don't know what to expect. I'm not going to go. If you like Blondie, okay, you're going to go. Women like Blondie. So that's, you know, why, why we do it. If you got
1: music, I mean, it, it, uh, I mean,
0: um, I'm thinking of all the Blondie songs. (laughs) Well, she's very influential, and I'll just throw out Rapture. That's the first commercially successful rap Rapture, song yeah, I've ever, I've ever done. Yeah. So.
1: And she even they even had they had a hit in the '90s, didn't
0: they? Maria, nineteen. Yeah, Maria. That was a great song. Yeah. So, and she's very influential. She influenced a lot of uh, other bands and the punk scene in uh, New York City, CBGB. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of history on it, so that's that. That's why we You're do. the
2: dude in the back playing
1: the bass.
0: I'm the dude in the back. Because I
1: try to find you in all the pictures and videos you guys post, I, and I'm like, oh,
0: where's Pete? I can't nobody find him. Oh, like I said, nobody comes to see the bass player. All right, so I, I hang out in back. Um, Charlie Munger, rest in peace, almost made it to 100.
1: The Yeah, I mean, he really was a visionary in the world of uh, – finance right i mean you you know He's this real
0: estate guy. guy out of los angeles got to be buddies with warren buffett see the
1: brains behind buffett
0: somebody uh said, yeah. that's no well i think they were equals they were really, really? a month uh a month away from uh 100 and oh, like I was, oh i was trying to tell people hey man get out to nebraska oh. i don't know what they're going to do now the woodstock for capitalists but that's Quite the sight to see to uh, go out there and see the Berkshire Hathaway uh, meeting. And the last thing on my list is uh, I'd like to say hello to Heather Kerr. She was at uh, the tree lighting. She is the sister of our buddy John Kerr, who is the Lake Forest sports expert and uh, political expert on our, our line of chat. Um, why do i bring up heather last cuz we had a little conversation of you know the the mascot the lake forest high school mascot there's a lot of chirping going around and when you look at the uh the website of the school i should ask montgomery that i should ask him what's going on but there looks like a slow phase out so what what's it going to be
1: i got an idea i was thinking about this do they have they trademarked it uh no, why don't we set up a Lake Forest Scouts store online with the, the full mascot, the full the arrowhead, all that? And we donate all the proceeds to the Lake Forest, um, whatever to the athletic team. There's like a, the booster club or whatever it's called. Forgive me that I don't know the exact name, but um, just, just a thought that, that, um, well, if they trademarked it, you sell it. And you give, but not for profit, but you give all the proceeds right to the boosters. So it helps Lake Forest High School Athletics.
0: Just crazy idea I thought of. That's a great thought. And there's six bootleg stores that are out there, including the Salty Anchor shirts that are out there. (laughs) These scams.
1: Well, you can get the faux Chief Illini Wex shirts in in some rogue stores in Champaign uh, and Urbana.
0: But... Uh, but again, the the poll that we put out there, seventy percent want to keep the name, thirty percent want to change it. I pretty I have a pretty good idea who that thirty percent is.
1: <laughs> you know, like I said, online polls, with all due respect, are not scientific. But I guarantee you, if oh, this what was,
0: poll is scientific, if this called?
1: was a referendum on the ballot here in Lake Forest or in the Lake Forest High School District, which would be Lake Forest and Lake Bluff, I guarantee you that it would pass overwhelmingly. Uh, to keep it, keep the scouts, and to keep using it the way they've been using it. Um, it is it. There's a doing? lot of even. I think I've talked to a lot of people who are liberal Democrats who say this is dumb. This is really dumb. I mean, you got video. Uh, God bless Rosalind Carter. Just passed away. Jimmy Carter. There's video of Jimmy Carter doing the tomahawk chop at Atlanta Braves games. Okay, so I mean.
0: But is the arrowhead like negative? they're taking away the arrowhead, it's a reference to Indians. That's who was here before. If you take away all these references, isn't that a slam against the indigenous people?
1: You're asking the wrong person. Is it a a slam when you have the Minnesota Vikings uh, with all the Viking imagery? Is that a stereotype of, of Scandinavians? I mean, and like I said earlier, to me, it's you the my you got the Miami Hurricanes in uh, in coll- in college sports and then you got the Carolina Hurricanes in the NHL i mean isn't hurricanes have killed thousands maybe even millions of people over the years and you got and you got a team name named after that and you're more worried and you're more worried about a team called the Illini or the Scouts
0: I all I know, go to the one one five page and you can see that one logo there uh you see oh. the l f but the uh spear that's you know that's not <laughs> I just keep thinking of uh well,
1: like I said, all the of these Dr. Montgomery's not on the ballot, but the members of the school board are, and uh it's a fair question to ask all of these candidates come 2025 in the next school board elections.
0: Yeah. Who's going to, who's going to ask and who, where are they going to answer it?
1: We'll, we'll be asking it. We'll be asking For ourselves. I mean, look, I think a lot more people are concerned about the tax hike. Those tax bills are coming. Yeah. now, And uh, when people, I mean, you'll know when they hit the mailboxes here in town, because you hear that loud scream. <laughs> after people open their mailbox and wow
0: yeah Um, (laughs) Merry Christmas
1: yeah ho 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 um and I think people you know everybody's for something until they get the bill
0: life is a buffet not a restaurant Joe you pay
1: I'm um
0: you pay at the beginning it's true but yeah, I think
1: uh, I so I think between the taxes and if they try to mess with the scout, you could see some school board members lose. Sure, or not even get reslated.
0: We'll see. Ah, uh, Joe, uh, I'll see you over at homeless coffee. I mean, hometown. Hometown.
1: Coffee. Don't put them in the middle. It's not their fault. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a good, that's a great place. They got a lot of good. Uh, besides the coffee, they got a lot of good. Uh, um, menu items. I like, you know, growing up in Skokie. Uh, I need to find a place with locks here in town and they, they fill that need. I can't eat the bagels anymore, but they got some good locks at hometown. Coffee. Um, uh,
0: I, I go to Gearhart's Gearhart's is great I mean, too. It's, 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 oh okay, I love yeah, Gearhart's. Yeah. I mean, you're always running for something.
1: Mary look <laughs> running for the train in the morning and running for the beyond the time for the podcast. I've been there done that. I've run for enough. I'm running for delegate and for Nikki Haley in the 10th Congressional. So
0: i Haley. sign
1: my petition before December 15th. Absolutely.
0: Joe, all right. Another riveting show. Take care. Happy holidays. Go Scouts. Put your garbage out. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Go Scouts. Oh, happy Chinooka, Kwanzaa, uh, whatever. The Lake Forest Podcast is supported by viewers, listeners, and businesses just like you. Forest Bluff Real Estate Team serves Illinois, Wisconsin, Lake Forest, and Lake Bluff. John Josephitis, Laura Lee Van Fleet, and of course, Michelle Parnell. Get a free market analysis now at ForestBluffRealestate.com. Havy Communications has been helping first responders arrive safely since 1983. It's owned by Lake Forest own Mike Havy. Check them out at Havycommunications.com. Laracy and company CPAs founded in 2010 by Lake Forest, owned Brian Laracy specializes in tax preparation and bookkeeping services. Earning the People Love Us on Yelp Award, their process is straightforward. Just upload, review, and file. For a free quote, visit laracycpa.com now. That's L-A-R-I-S-E-Y-C-P-A dot com. We'd also like to say we're thankful for our Patreon supporters, Otto, John C., Helen, and Herrick.